Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And welcome back to Sports Talk Radio on Toronto's number one radio show. Guys, <laughs> you know what? I just got to give it up first off to the Raptors who swept the Brooklyn Nets. Yes. 4-0. What an incredible series. I'm waiting for big things on Thursday for Boston. Yeah, that's. I mean, Boston's the only one that I'm really scared about. In terms yeah. of like winning against them, I feel like the other teams we have a chance, but Boston, I think, has been an issue. I, but that's not this podcast. That's not what. No, we're not talking sports here. No, but um, yes, welcome back to the Have We Made It Yet podcast. It's the podcast where us, well, us as in, okay, well, I'm the co-host, Josh Yang, who's a comedian, and I'm the actor, Lucas Ng. It is the podcast where creatives talk about the process of making it and although we usually start off with the questions that we ask each of us if we've made it yet i do got to say one major thing about this podcast though Mm. this is episode 30 oh yes episode 30 yeah we didn't feel like didn't know if this would uh survive covid or coronavirus but it's still going we're still going through a pandemic we're still pushing through and yeah. so I just want to acknowledge, thank you, all the people who have listened thus far, who have subscribed to us, who have listened to us, who have watched us on YouTube. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Thank you. Another 30 more, Josh. Another 30 more. And then, oh, got it. And awesome. uh, then we'll see where the future leads and if we're still doing it like this fashion. But yeah, no, right? Yeah. Mr. Josh Yang, as we yes. start off with every episode. Have you made it yet? I have not made it yet. I have not made it yet. But I did do a, a show at like a friend's kind of backyard thing, which is now what comedy is. It's just either backyard shows or on the patios in Toronto. <laughs> so I did that. It was nice. Did it, it was half. It was like a Brazilian party barbecue. So it was like half the audience was Brazilian. So I didn't know how much my jokes would translate. But I mean, some of them worked, other than some of them didn't. But yeah. Yeah, it was good to try some new stuff and see how an international audience likes my jokes. But um, that's 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 it. That's all I've been able to do in the last week or so. Uh, but Lucas, have you made it yet? That's important. No. And I'm so happy you asked it like properly this time <laughs> since last week. You had a stroke midway through. <laughs> Um, uh, no, I have not made it yet, but, um, since recording of last episode, that commercial that I was talking about in the last episode, we actually, we, as in my girlfriend and I, we got a call back for that commercial. Really? So, so the, do you and your girlfriend have to do the callback additional tapes? Yeah. Yeah. So we actually like did it. Well, did the, uh, the zoom audition in, in the, oh. just like back there. 
and um, we recreated our scenes and all that stuff. It was really fun. At the end of the day, I don't think we got the part. Um, But it it was kind of cool at the same time, though, because like my girlfriend doesn't have any aspirations to be an actor. She she first of all isn't an actor, has no aspirations to be an actor. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, she got a callback on her first audition ever. Yeah, she's like she's totally just hold it over your head. Just I, like, oh, so easy. What are, what are you talking about, Lucas? It's an acting thing, so easy. I didn't even want and I got a call back. <sighs> yeah. So, if anything, I think my girlfriend has made it, mm. which I'm happy for. It's batting for 100 for callbacks. Exactly. 100%, man. Um, but, Josh. Yes. Our guest today. Wow. Okay. So, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna be honest with this. So, so with this next guest, I'll be honest. We haven't personally met too much. Yep. So I'm really excited for this chance to speak with her now. Um, I remember seeing her on panel discussions on Zoom during our whole uh, like COVID pandemic lockdown, in which we can't be all together in mm. a personal space. So I've seen her on some panels hosted by LV Acting Studio, uh, where she was at times moderator and at times a guest on those same panels. I was drawn into her perseverance, her fight to attain her dream, and how far she's come since she started on her journey in acting. Uh, she's been in the entertainment and performing space for 20 years, first as a dancer, and now as a combination of both, as an actor and a dancer too. Uh, she's a prolific writer, producer, director, even a clothing designer, and still a dancer uh-huh. and an actor. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, you will see her as Anna in the hit show Hidden Springs and as Jamie in the feature film The Eden Fury. Ooh. If you can please get up, give it up for Miss Britt McRae. Hey. Hello. Woo. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, hey. How Not you doing? Much. Good. Good, good. As we start off with every episode that we have here, Britt, have you made it yet? I think my follow-up question to that is as an actor or as a basketball player? Cause I mean, we were talking <laughs> sports at the top of this thing. And I think as a basketball player, I have to say I have made it. Ooh. Yes. Wow. My, nice. my, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We haven't, we haven't gone into athletes yet. That's what we should, we should have, we needed to no, I'm happy to be your first one. is what Perfect. I'm here to say. <laughs> You're a quadruple threat right now. <laughs> I have to say basketball was by far my worst sport in, um, <laughs> In gym, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no and so I would say, no, I have not made it yet, but we're working on it. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Um, at, at which moment in your career can you think, uh, can you say that you have made it? What's the it for you in making it? Oh, I could tell you specifically. Um, oh, yes. I think for me, it would be acting on a 1970s psychological drama on David Fincher's set opposite Shia LaBeouf. That would be making it. I'd be like, this is like, this is the dream. This is like, I'm exactly where I want to be. I have my dream part on my dream set and my dream era with my dream director opposite my dream co-star. Yeah. This is it. Like at that point, like that's it. Like I could tap out at that point. I could retire, can move to a vineyard and I could call it a day. That's good. Like we we we, use, we haven't really gotten an answer that specific, so that's that's great having a very specific answer because then we can keep you we can hold you accountable to that. That's right. That's right. Yeah, give Shia a call. Be like, yo yo, gotta work oh, yeah. to this lady. 
No, I think um, I, I started, yeah, I, I want to say like a year and a half, two years ago, I started to get super specific okay. with these things because I just felt like, you know, and this, I don't want to sound woo-woo about it, but like, I kept being like, I just want to work. I just want to work, you know? And then you get certain auditions and you're like, oh, I'm not stoked about this. And it's like, uh, but you keep saying you just want to work. So, mm. you know, what are you putting out there? And, you know, I sort of dove into why I wanted to become an actor in the first place. You know, mm. the movies that like, you know, movies that change your life or the, the certain, the certain nuanced moments that make you go, yeah, yeah, this is, this is the thing. This is what I want to do forever. And, um, you know, so it sort of naturally evolved, but it's like a, that, you know, I've, 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 yeah, iterated that soundbite for probably, probably a year now. And it's, it's gotten more and more specific as I've been like, well, okay, how, how much more specific can we get? Like what era? Like, right. I was, I grew up on earth, wind and fire. Like I freaking love the seventies. Like let's, Uh let's, yeah, let's, let's dive in deeper. So yeah. Oh, Oh, cool. Very cool. Um, has it like, I'm assuming from when you first started, you know, pursuing this, like Lucas said, you've been doing a lot of artistic stuff for, for quite a few years. When you mm-hmm. first got the idea of like transitioning from, um, I think it was, it was dance first and then pursuing acting and writing and, and film. Uh, what was kind of your expectations in the beginning? And then like, how did those type of like ideas of making it changed all the way now to, you know, that specific set movie oh, in the seventies? Yeah, it's a, it's 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 funny because in terms of the transition specifically from dance to acting, mm. I I my okay, so this is a this is a sort of funny little story, but my dad called me downstairs probably when I was 14. At this point I'd been doing competitive dance. I was, you know, Monday through Saturday, you're it's you, you finish school at three o'clock, you go to dance at four, you're home at ten. Like it's like a hardcore you, you do all the things. Um right. And he called me downstairs one day and he turned on the TV and you know, it's the satellites. There's like 800 channels. Right, like, right. Right. How many, how many people, how many, how many dance shows are there in Toronto right now, Brit? I was like, I don't know. Like one. He goes, okay. How many musicals are in Toronto right now, Brit? I was like, I don't know. Like two. <laughs> and he goes, look at this 800 channels, all with paid actors. Okay, so in hindsight, like, the thought that this was, like, his economic proposition, like, be an actor, you'll be loaded, is, like, hilarious. <laughs> but, That's but true. you know, his, his thing was, like, dancers weren't making a lot of money, and he was like, you should try an acting class. And me at 14, mm. I looked at him, and I was like, acting's easy. No. Like, I legitimately thought, I was like, acting will come after I'm already a professional dancer. Like, it's it's something that you do on the side. It's not hard. Dance is hard. Acting. Mm. Anyway, like, okay, naive little 14 year old Brit. But, um, but that's sort of, you know, then um, I want to say roughly a year ish later, I am, um, I got into Etobicoke school of the arts. I ended up going to an arts high school. I was doing musical theater mm-hmm. being in the city. Mm. I was around lots of, lots of my friends who started, who had had agents since they were kids who had, been going out for different TV shows. We'd go, they'd shoot a commercial during the week. And I just started to, you know, I was starting to get a little bit of an itch and start to go, oh, I wonder, I wonder about this. I'm so curious what, you know, what, what are they doing? So I went into an agency, a pretty good agency in the city at the time mm-hmm. and auditioned for her. And she just outright was like, 
I would send you in for musical theater and dance stuff right now. I would not send you in for any film and TV. You have no idea what you're doing. And I was like, wait, 14 year old Brit, you mean film and TV acting isn't easy? Right. <laughs> um, okay. So, so ended up, um, she referred me, that was, this is me at 15. She referred me to Lewis <laughs> and said, go and train with Lewis Bomander for a period of time. And when you have done your homework, come back to me. And so that's what I did. I, I went, I trained mm -hmm. with Lewis for a year. I took a bunch of classes and then a year later went and I ended up signing with her and I've since moved on from that agent. But, um, but basically my first film and TV acting class ever sat in, watched Lewis talk mm -hmm. and filled, I want to say 10 pages in a notebook was just like scribbling. I was like, this is gold. And it was just such a different, I loved the intimacy of mm -hmm that kind of communication of story compared to like a say to the back of the audience kind of a thing. Like it just resonated with me on a much deeper level. Um, and so, so yeah, so ended up, ended up, um, that's sort of how I fell into film and TV. Then to give you even a little bit more context, um, took a little bit of a pause from it during, I, I want to say like after high school, kind of went through a little bit of a, this, is, this might sound odd, but went through a period of time where I felt like, the pursuit of a career in acting might be deemed as selfish. Mm. And so, mm. you know, I just thought I'm like, you know, we have doctors against borders and people fighting in Syria. And I'm saying that I want to do this for a living. How can I, how can I, you know, justify this? And I have a very academic family. Um, okay. We're very much like school, school, school. Yeah. You should do that thing. Um, and so I, you know, I ended up going to school for psych and it, it, that felt like the most true to me. <laughs> um, but it, it, I went and saw the movie. This is going to, this is a, a, a weird one, but I saw the movie inside out Oh. Okay. So as okay. I sat down and inside out like the Pixar, it's <laughs> cartoon. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, sat down in inside out. There was a man by himself in a suit, like three or four seats over from me. And at the time, you know, I was sort of seeing through like, you know, looking at the timeline, like, okay, if I finish, if I go to school for psych and then, you know, eventually do maybe a med program so that I can have a practice. And then <laughs> let's think about this. Maybe over the course of my lifetime, I change 50 people, hundred people's lives that come and see me at over the next, whatever, 30, 40, 50 years. Yep. Um, I sat down and I watched as this middle-aged man, you know, in my head, I'm like, he, he's an accountant. Like, I don't know what he did for a living, but yeah. he, he sat a few, a few seats down and uh, I watched as he experienced something on such a deep visceral level. You know, he cried, he laughed and you know, I just, I sat there and thought, wow, it, it's crazy to think that people can come into a dark theater. <laughs> they can allow themselves to feel whatever they're feeling in the safety of this darkness. And they walk out after watching that story and they are changed forever whether it's conscious, subconscious, they are different people because of it. Right. And I was like, oh, I need to do this for the rest of my life. Fuck. Oh. So that was sort of the, that was sort of the, um, sort of a pinnacle moment for me because I felt, I feel like if I didn't have the answer to that question, I don't know for certain that I'd be able to, you know, dive in as, as much as I have since then. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I articulate to, to lots and lots and lots of people and like, whether I make a dollar doing this, like you'll see me at 65 at the local theater, like doing this thing because it's just like, it, it, there's nothing else I can do. 
No, that's, that's beautiful. Um, you, you briefly touched upon him and I definitely do want to talk about Lewis when, and how we kind of intersect and everything like that. Um, but I know Lewis is like a pretty big mentor for a lot of actors within Toronto and you probably national wise too. Um, how important do you think it is for actors to have a mentor? Yeah, I think very important. And I think in addition to that, definitely community, like, mm-hmm especially when you come to a new city, you know, like I, um, it can be, it can be lonely. And I think, you know, I, I, I think that it's, there is importance in finding your fit and figuring out who works for you and, you know, taking bits and pieces from everybody. Um, but there's something about the community itself that sort of keeps the collective energy strong. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like when I first, when I first moved out to LA, that was, that was the hardest part was going, okay, now you're, you're in a different city, you're in a different place. Mm-hmm. How, who's, you know, finding that, navigating that. Um, yep. And the thing is, I think that sometimes it's the community that leads to the mentor. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the mentor that leads to the community, but I think they're both sort of, um, they're harmonious. Yeah, no doubt. And, and I'm sure even having to adapt into LA and, and trying to adapt to a new country was, was a sure. struggle in itself too. Yeah, 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 no, for sure. And I mean, the industry, the industry is so, so big down there. It's like you can get lost in the shuffle very quickly. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, almost just to talk about like what, what what's currently happening right now. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We're during COVID, and there's a lot more things to do rather than just focus on our one craft and everything. But in light of all that's happening in the world right now, what does being an artist mean to you? Hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, and I mean, this is, I don't, I don't want to sound cliche in saying that, you know, like it's, it's, we, we've always turned to artists. We've always turned to art. We've always turned to creators in order to seek solace, in order to seek some sort of comfort. Um, you know, I think if you look at any sort of, if you look at the great depression, or if you look at any sort of global, tragedies that have happened over the course of time it's like we've always turned turned to the singers we've turned to the comedians we've turned to the actors turned to the dancers we've turned to people to help us connect and remember why we're human and um you know so i think i think it's it's incredibly important and i think what was so beautiful during covid was Mm -hmm. seeing how like it's almost like our industry as a whole and i don't know if it's because we're always used to things in terms of an, on the economic front. Yeah. We're always used to that lack of security. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. if it's because of that, that like we were able to like, yeah. be like, Hey, nine to fivers, like come lean on us. Like oh. this is kind of how we like, this part is pretty much the same as what, how things usually are, you know, mm-hmm. health and pandemic aside. But, um, you know, I think, yeah, it was, it was really, really beautiful, you know, and I, I was really lucky. I got asked to be a part of the Isolation Short Film Festival, yeah. and I was helping Steve Mann and Jessica Martins and everybody with that um, project, and that, you know, was a really awesome investment of time and energy for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a very meaningful project over um, over the pandemic. It was, like, a good, I want to say, like, eight-week stint where we were just, like, every day, like, living on Zoom, like, yeah. you know, get, doing creating all the pieces and um, – and it was, it was beautiful. Like it was beautiful to see 
how these particular circumstances inspired the storytelling and the art that we ended up seeing. Absolutely. Like I, I got to watch so many movies and I was like, holy shit, there's a lot of talented people in this city. Like uh -huh. it's crazy. It's yeah, yeah. crazy how many talented people there are. Like I hadn't even heard of half these people. There's people do like stop motion. And I was like, I don't even know how you guys want to do all any of this. Like, this is so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's, yeah. I mean being, yeah. To answer your question. Yes. Oh, for sure. It's incredibly important. And it's, it's meant a lot to me, especially during these times. No doubt. I remember watching the winning film, the, the one with the fingers and they were talking to each other. Like blew my mind, right? man. Like that's a one person shot film. I right. Anyone else was perfect. Um, just one last question. I, I, I was just watching in another interview with you. Yeah. Why is Fight Club your favorite film? Um, well, okay, so Chuck Palahniuk is my favorite author, mm. first of um, all, and it's directed by my favorite director, David Fincher. So, and I just think it is, th the way that the story unfolds is so, you, I, just, I just love that you're not, sure where you're going and you're empathizing both with, with both you're empathizing with both characters and yeah i just think it's a i just think it's a masterpiece i also got into boxing a couple years ago and like love looking, it looking for love fight it. clubs yes if you have <laughs> one that you know of please tell me <laughs> i'm not telling you yeah we're not supposed to that's the first rule you're not allowed to that's right that's right tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh okay Cool. So, like, I guess that's the style of cinema you, you ap appreciate the most in terms of storytelling, where it's like a lot of different pieces of the puzzle. You don't know what's yeah. going to happen. Then you go through the experience of like figuring it out yes, uh, together. Yes, girl, social network, mm. with a dragon tattoo. Um, yeah, these, these, you are, you're, you're, you're figuring it out. You're on the journey with the protagonist and you're figuring it out with them. It's yeah. so, I think. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a good rom-com too, but yeah, like, yeah, if you were just saying like, hey, Britt, how do you want to spend your career? I'd be like, yo, look at like Rooney Mara, Lily Collins. Like these ladies have done some just beautiful, beautiful. They be the trajectory of their career is just beautiful and very well-rounded, um, but is filled with dramatic psychological type parts. Yeah. Have you, I guess, you know, during this period of time, every, now that there's so much extra time, a lot of, it's rare for a lot of artists to like focus on like creating their, you know, next material. You don't have a hectic schedule right now per se. Um, I guess coming out of this, do you see yourself as like wanting to do more in acting or like maybe try to, to do more writing, uh, create those stories yourself? Yeah, no, um, for sure. For sure. I, um, I actually just yesterday received my final, like I created my first film last summer and it was, a, it was the nice. sort of first, big you know it started out with me being like i'll just make a scene and then i wrote the entire script it was it was a 15 page short but i shot it on location i had like a 35 per person full crew we, we shot the whole we had a you know extras and cast and i shot it in a little small midwest town in the middle of nowhere michigan mm -hmm. i was like oh this is this is you know i wrote this thing i i'm gonna act i'm gonna be the star of it and this is, I'm going to tell this really remarkable story. Mm -hmm. And um, I really didn't think it was going to be so hard. And then it was like, <laughs> you know, it was like a week, two weeks out. And I ended up um, hiring on uh, a, produ a producer, uh, uh, one of my producers, Amy Geist. And, you know, she's like, did you get a lifeguard for the lake scene? And I'm like, I need a lifeguard. Like, 
Ah. I, I don't know. She's yeah. like, do you have permits? Do you have, well, how are we feeding people? Okay, you figured out the house, but like one person has a dog. I'm like, this is like, this is right. so much. But it, so it was a really, um, it was a really epic creative challenge to, mm -hmm. I think when something's so close to you, there's so many blinders. Right, right. You know, like I feel like I missed so much, but anyway, that I just got that film yesterday. We just sound locked. It's fine. I got the final cut yesterday, so I'm super pumped. I've, it's um, yeah. We obviously I won't be submitting to festivals while they're virtual, but I'm very much excited to submit them when nice. I can to submit it when I can. Yeah. Yeah, you're referring to the uh, the short film Row, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah we, Took a look at that and like you wrote that yourself and mm -hmm. kind of spur the moment you're kind of pursuing so that's that's exciting and like now that you yeah. say you've got a full cut of it we're looking forward to like seeing, seeing yeah that so now i feel like i can sort of you know now that that's done it's like okay floodgates are open for new ideas <laughs> yeah. it's like it yeah. felt like until until i had like a a stamp on it i was like i can't like of course you like you know i'll, I'll like do creative powwows with friends and i'm like we should make something and it's like you should really finish that thing you started first <laughs> So, <laughs> that is awesome. how long have you been writing that for? You know what? I wrote it. It's, I wrote it very quickly. Um, wow. I wrote it from the on a via rail from Ottawa to Toronto. Oh. Was when I wrote when I wrote the whole. Yeah, I just like poured out of me. Like it was sort of just like ding, and then it just like. So I always joke that like I'm so a type go 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 that if you put me in an environment where you're like you don't have Wi-Fi for six hours I'm like I'm look at the things I can do just chill yeah um, but but no it was it, that it came the, the story itself came quite quickly um, <laughs> it poured on me quite quickly but no like there's I've worked on other scripts and it has not taken six hours it's taken months and they're not done so right. <laughs> I'm not saying that's the norm <laughs> yeah. For sure. Oh my god. Um, should we do the word association game right now? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I really cool. suck at these games. I'm just gonna put that out there, but happy to rally. There's Perfect. no sucking in and yeah. This no is like improv that. where they're like name yeah. five colors and like why do I know no colors anymore? <laughs> think of it as Banana. more yeah, think of it as more like a psychological test, you know. No pressure. Oh good, good. Love that. <laughs> uh, did you want to go first, Josh? Uh, sure. Let me find the, uh, there it is. Okay. So basically Brit, I uh, want you to clear your head, you know, let go of, uh, all your thoughts and I'll go through a list of 10 words after each word I say, just come up with the first word idea image, just the first thought that you have associated with it. And uh, that, yeah, then Lucas will go through his, and then is we're good. Is this PG or is this like just so I know? Like, is oh, this is uh, whatever uh, G okay. you want I'm just it to be. Sure, yeah. that in case something. Okay, great. No worries, no worries. Okay, all right. First word: family. Dad. Pineapple. Juice. Rain. Sun. Alone. Solitude. Motivation. Mm, ambition. Kumquat. Sasquatch. Oh, <laughs> haven't heard of that one. Mountain. Valley. Tightrope. Niagara Falls. 
Oh, they have a huh. Satisfied. Content. And ending. Finn. Finn. Ah, oh, Finn. Nice. Is there a tightrope in Niagara Falls? I have no idea, but I just imagine the tightrope walkers <laughs> that used to like would do right. crazy shit like that. Uh-huh. Just across Niagara Falls. Yeah. That that would be intense tightrope. Yeah. I'll never do that in my life. <laughs> not pay me enough. <laughs> do you have a fear of heights? Um, I don't necessarily have a fear of heights, but I definitely have a fear of putting myself in situations where I could die. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that seems like a natural response. For <laughs> like, sure. a, like a human. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, clear your head, get to that Zen space, okay. loosen up. Okay, okay. So the first of 10. First word, enough. Mm, worthiness. Courage. Strength. Fight. Club. Jazz. Music. Shoulder. Elbow. Change. Growth. Mm. Strength. Courage. Ballet. Cat. Should've. Regrets. Mm. Sorry, what was that? Regret. Oh, regret. Mm. Last word, Brit. McRae. (laughs) Yeah, all right. There we are, there we are. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. This is so much fun. Yeah. So do I just exit stage left? Is that my my thing? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) soon, soon, soon. Uh, where, uh, what are your handles and where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Britt McRae. So B-R-I-T-M-A-C-R-A-E. Um, that's probably the best place to find me. I mean, you can go to my website, I guess, too, BrittMcRae.com. But now Instagram sort of the, yeah. give me a DM. Or you can find me on Facebook as well, Britt McRae. Everything is Britt McRae. It's nice. Pretty clean. And she posts really cool, like David Fincher, like Instagram stories. So you can find that on there uh yeah nice. josh where can people find you uh at josh yang comedy across everything um and then yeah the sleep with josh podcast if you're in the mood and can't fall asleep i can read some stuff to you so is that a thing you do yeah no i have that's a really cool. separate podcast i read things like um like boring things so like the dictionary like um, menus and stuff like you just yeah, I've, I've, I've started a cooking section where I'm reading the, uh, a book called The Complete Book of Cheese. Uh, so a bunch of random stuff, terms of services, uh, the weather. Wow. I've read the weather a couple of times. Uh, yeah, so just random stuff. What gave you that idea? Well, it's because I have a bunch of jokes about how my voice is so monotone. So it's like, you know, it's monotone, puts people to sleep. And then I thought it's like, I know that they're asleep aid podcasts out there but they're all like old literary stuff you know it's kind of reading the same things there wasn't one where it's like actually boring dry material so i thought if i just read that yes yeah then i could just then i would corner an area of that kind of market that nobody's ever done so i've read laws i've read um what's another idea i had i've read (laughs) i've counted sheep for about an hour yeah. Wow. So, check yeah. Out. So, just yeah. a bunch of random stuff. Yeah, you could check it out. Sleep with Josh. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, that's all. That's all I got going for me. Is these two podcasts, Sleep with Josh, and uh, Have We Made It Yet? And uh, yeah, and you can find me at Lucas John Ng across social media on Instagram and on Facebook. Yeah, and um, please like, subscribe uh, us at HWMIY Podcast on Instagram and on YouTube, and subscribe because we do need those followers. So thank you. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Give it up for Britt one more time. Thank one you. Time. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Awesome. Okay. Great. See you all See next, you next week. week. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.